0: Oh, man, that was something else right there, and uh, if, if uh, moms, uh, wives, anybody wants your uh, husband or significant, you know, kind of, to you know, get a, you know, have a little chance at that, we got the contraption upstairs, uh, ready to wait, taking names. <laughs> No, we do want to take a moment here to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms, all the grandmas, all the aunts, all the mom-like figures that are out there. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do for us. We wouldn't be here without you, wouldn't be the people that God's called us to be without you. So thank you so much uh, for your investment. And we got a special gift for all the ladies here today. So as you leave today, at the table up here at the front and at the table back there in the back, there are bunt cakes. Safe word, bundt cakes. Uh cakes. Bunk cakes for all the ladies that are here today. So make sure as you leave today, not now, but as you leave today, make sure that you grab one on your way out as our way of saying happy Mother's Day. We also want to pause here for just a moment and also recognize that uh, for today, today may not be a celebration day for you for a variety of different reasons that are out there. Mother's Day may not bring up a lot of great thoughts and feelings and emotions. And we want you to know this, uh, that you're not lost. You're not forgotten about. Uh, We want you to know that we love you that we're praying for you, and we're believing for God to uh, bring about healing and wholeness and peace and joy into your life as well today. So please know that you are thought of and that you are being prayed for today as well. But we do want to say Happy Mother's Day as as we have an opportunity to celebrate all the moms that are out there. Over the last couple of weeks, we have had the chance to walk through a parenting series that we've called Arrows, and it's been based out of Psalm 127, where we have had the opportunity to discover some biblical parenting principles for all of us to be able to put into place. Um, Psalm 127 is where we have based this series out of, and it's our, it's our verse of Scripture that we've been reading through the last couple of weeks, and I'd love for us to read those here together today as we uh, get ready to get started. So Psalm 127, the verses will be up on the screen behind me, but here's what it says. "'Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. "'Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. "'It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, "'anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to His loved ones. "'Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. "'Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands.'" How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. And what we said over the last several weeks is that our children are our arrows. And we've walked through different stages as we've gone through this psalm. In week one, we talked about setting the right target and making Jesus the center of our home. In week two, we talked about what it was like to pull the bow back and to feel that tension and the fact that we do experience tension in our homes. And there were two specific tensions that we mentioned that we had to live in between. One was the tension of of setting limits and giving freedom. And then the second limit that we talked about was the uh, the, uh, the tension between uh, discipline and relationship. And then last week, Pastor Andy talked to us about what it was like to release those arrows, to to release our children towards the the God-given vision and mission that he has for them. He talked about that it's okay to grieve that season, and it's okay to celebrate that season. But he also talked about setting healthy boundaries to help us enjoy that season of life as well. And so as we came to Mother's Day weekend, as we came to this week where we're ready to begin to wrap up this series, we had a, had a message and a, and a, and a sermon kind of all, all planned out and ready to go, but we really felt last week that God may be beginning to do something a little bit different for today, beginning to shape things up a little bit different. You see, we talked about these biblical principles over the last couple of weeks, but what we thought we might do today is be able to talk to a husband and wife couple and talk to them about what parenting has looked like for them uh, over the last several years and maybe glean a little bit of wisdom from what God has done in them and God has done in their family over the last several years. And so today's going to look and going to feel a little bit different because we're going to simply ask some questions and let them share some of God's wisdom and what God's done in their family today. So on Mother's Day this year, we get a chance to hear from a husband and wife as they share what parenting has been like for them. So, I'm going to introduce now uh, the one who has all the answers. She's going to shoot me for saying that, but one you haven't heard from a lot, but you're going to get a chance to hear from today. Would you join me in welcoming Miss Alexa Craver as she comes to the platform today?
1: Hi, guys. I do not have all the answers at all, but Happy Mother's Day. And about that video, um, I think all dads should experience that. (laughs) And you also saw that there was a dad that was missing in that video. Believe me, he'll try it this
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, accompanying Alexa out here today is Pastor Andy. Will you make him uh, welcome as Thank well? You. So today, I get a chance to sit back and just ask some questions to this amazing couple, a couple that we all respect and love and hear about how God has moved in their family, what God has done and uh, gain a little bit of wisdom from them. Uh, I tell you, I, I say this to them all the time. This is a, uh, I was talking to them about what this week was going to feel like and what this right here was going to be like. Uh, so it's going to be basically like our normal conversations because a lot of our normal conversations is me sitting down and asking questions about, about parenting. And so uh, it's going to feel different. It's going to look different. If you take notes, today's a great day to take notes. If you don't take notes, it's still a great day uh, to take notes as well. So uh, to get things started off, Will, uh, here, you know, I think it's easy for people who haven't had a chance to sit down across the table from you and get to know you guys. It it might be easy to kind of think back and say, well, you know what, Uh, they're they're the pastors of the church. I'm sure that they never made any major mistakes. I'm sure parenting was probably easy for them. Their children were great. I'm sure that it was just kind of like this rose-colored journey a little bit. So I thought to kind of put us all on the even playing field, if you will, Uh, If you wouldn't mind sharing with us one story or maybe two stories of what parenting looked like for you, maybe a funny parenting moment or an embarrassing parenting moment, or maybe a moment in parenting that just didn't go the way that you thought that it was going to.
2: We're riding down the road once, and uh, Michael and Daniela are in the back seat, and uh, Michael was very serious about keeping his homework together and uh, kind of uh, rules-oriented in that. Uh, Daniela was sitting next to him. She's the younger one. And uh, he said something she didn't like, and she grabbed his whole folder and threw it out the window. <laughs> and we're on a huge four-lane highway. We're right in front of uh, Airport Road where the runway comes across there. Yep. She threw it right out in the middle of that road.
0: Yeah. Can, can we ask what happened next? We
2: pulled over. I got out of the car. <laughs> and played Frogger, if you're familiar <laughs> with that and got all his papers yeah it wasn't this perfect journey (laughs) and we are not perfect parents we're we're going to tell you a lot today i guess as, as you ask us questions about what we did uh we did not always do the right thing and some things we look back and wish we'd done differently but uh we're really happy with where we've landed so far in this parenting journey
1: yeah just like andy said we are not perfect at all um I think I, you know, we prayed for wisdom every day. Went to bed feeling guilty every day. Um, all the things, you know. But I think one of the most, like, sobering moments for me was like my kids were little. Um, just to realize how angry you can get at your children sometimes, you know, because here they are. Those are the people you love the most, but they can make you. They can make you so angry. And to me, it was shocking to to realize, like, I love you so much, but sometimes I really, you know, (laughs) want to hurt you, (laughs) but, you know, but it was sobering, like, the first time that I really got angry, it was just like a wake-up call to me to realize, like, you're going to have to watch it, you know, you are going to have, because they can push your buttons, and they can make you feel so much anger. Um, and just, you know, so that was pretty sobering for me. And those were not great moments. Tell them about
2: the phone call you made to me that day.
1: <laughs> you say that. I don't remember we that phone hear call. From your, we want to hear it from your mouth. <laughs> I am sure. Th- yeah, I, I told did that, call. that many times? Yes. Oh, I did call um, Andy. There were times, I'm serious, like they just get on your nerves and you are just at the end of your rope. And I would call him and be like, you better come and you better save them because they're going to be dead. <laughs> I never did anything, I promise.
2: <laughs>
0: because I came home.
2: No, you didn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
0: I've got like this incredible Hulk thing going on, like you will not like me when I'm angry kind of deal. And that's kinda of what I'm <laughs> <laughs> She is nothing like that. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just ask my kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So I, I think it I, I think it's kinda of reassuring there that hey. You're gonna you're gonna get you know you're gonna get angry at your children, and but it's also the caution on that side of it as well to watch your anger uh, in those moments because yes they will be the ones that make you that angry, but you have to watch it because you're still guiding and nurturing them along the way. You had said something one time as well about um, you're the parent, they're the child. Remember re- remember that you can't get down you can't get down on their level kind of deal.
1: Yes, and that that was the thing when I did get angry. It was a thing like wait. You are, the, you are the adult in this. You are here to teach them how to handle this, how to maneuver through this and stuff. So that was always a good thing. Like, even in this, you're teaching. So. Yeah.
0: You know, I think sometimes uh, conflict can arise uh, between mom and dad uh, because they maybe have some different vantage points on how parenting should be done. They were both raised in different homes and had different examples of what parenting looked like. Uh, how did you guys avoid avoid the conflict and stay on the same page when it came to parenting, even though you grew up in different households that probably had different examples of what parenting would look like?
1: Um, I think we established goals really early on on what we wanted our children to look like. So we knew that, first. Of, first of all, we wanted them to love Christ above everything else. We wanted them to have godly character. And we wanted them, when they grew up, to want to hang out with us and be our friends so we parented and disciplined according to those goals um and we were not you know you are going to disagree you're not going to agree always in how the other one does it but we always did tried to do that not every time perfectly but we always tried to do those have those conversations not in front of our children so if our children came to us they would know hopefully most of the time know that my answer was gonna be Andy's answer and his answer would be mine. If we ever disagreed, it would be behind closed doors. We sometimes would have to say, hey, hold on, we gotta talk about this to decide what we're gonna do. Give us a minute. We would have to go behind closed doors and just decide, you know, what do we wanna do? What do we wanna allow? What do we not? And if we did not agree, we would find a way to compromise, but our kids knew that they could not pitch us against the other. They knew that we would be a team and that we would stand together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to remain a team. Everybody comes from different households, and it's so easy to default to the parenting style you were raised in, good or bad. And uh, everybody has issues. You just have to be careful not to pit one parent against another, and every child will do that. I don't care how good they are. If they think dad won't give them something, but they got a shot with mom, they'll go to mom and try to work that. All of them. Mine did that all the time and probably still would do it if we let them do it. <laughs> but, uh, we just, uh, we weren't perfect in this, but we, majority of the time, we made a decision together. And I didn't always completely agree with the direction we went. Sometimes we compromise together. It's what marriage is a lot of times. Yeah. You, you come together, you appreciate each other's strength. But when you come out of that, this is true in business and leadership and whatever, you use team language, which means we got together, we made this decision, we support it together. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good.
0: Alexa, what were the three goals that you guys said that you had for your household? I think, I think those were, were, were really powerful. Would you mind saying those again?
1: Yeah. Number one was that we wanted them to love Christ above, above everything else. We wanted them to have godly character, and we wanted them to want to hang out with us. When they were older.
0: That, that last one may be the one that most people, you know, maybe, maybe wouldn't think about. The first two, yeah, that makes sense. I them love Christ. I want them to have good character. But I want them to hang out with me. That, that, that kind of helps direct some of those parenting decisions and choices as well. Not that you back off on what is right and what versus what is wrong, but that you're parenting in such a way towards that relationship.
1: Yes. And we told our kids forever. Um, actually, last Sunday, I looked at Daniela and I said, Daniela, now we can be friends. Because when they were growing up, I was like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm your mom you're going to do it, you know, I don't, if you're mad, I'm sorry, but we, I knew that we had the goal in mind that at some point, we were going to be friends, and so I did, I looked at her, and I said, hey, we can be friends, I'm still your mom, though, but we can be (laughs) friends, Um, and I did steal that from, I have to say, I read, you know, you read so many parenting books, and I once heard Andy Stanley saying, like, that was one of his goals, and I thought, that is a great goal, so that's, that's where, we stole that from him.
0: (laughs) That's good, that's good. So technology is such a uh, big deal in that everybody has access to it uh, at this point in time for the most part. Um, My oldest is getting to the age right now where we're starting to have that conversation about the cell phone and, hey, is is she old enough now for us to kind of delve into that world? Going back to the conversation about setting limits and also giving freedom, how did you guys balance that with technology uh, and and setting those limits and having freedom when it came to that?
2: We didn't let our children have a cell phone until they were 13. Um, And we did something that I'd completely forgotten about, both of us had, but Daniela reminded us of this. We had them sign a cell phone contract with us. Oh, wow. It was an agreement between them and us as to how they would use their phones and how they wouldn't. We put up some serious boundaries. The phone is a connection to the world and it's a connection your children can make with all kinds of people you don't want them making connections with, yep. so I truly believe in uh, pretty serious parental controls over your child's use of social media and their interaction with the outside world, particularly when they're young. Right. You know, parenting is kind of an exercise in releasing them and letting them go, but particularly when they're young, they have to be sheltered and protected, and you gradually let that go and open that up. But when they're little. Uh, You've got to keep them safe. And and I'm not anyone's judge, but I see many, many children that are on social media that shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I get a friend request from a child that's eight or nine years old, and I'm like, what? They have no business on this platform. Uh, at that age, without the ability to defend themselves, so that's our deal. I can't remember what was in the contract again she she will she yes. remembers this I think
1: so I, I did not I forgot about the contract, but Daniela was very excited to sign it. She told me that so <laughs> I do remember that we you know we talked about this is a privilege um, you will have character is important godly character. Um, we did have rules in that. At night, the phones or tablets or anything was ours. They had to come to our bedroom. Um, they don't. They don't keep them in their bedrooms. Um, no phones or anything at the table because we are their parents and we're their first teachers. And I think it's important for us to teach our children how to have conversations. So many young young adults right now don't know how to have a, a conversation with an adult, and I think it's a lot of. Being on this phones and tablets and whatever, so we we said no phones at the table, um, and you will be amazed at the conversations that come out f- sometimes just when you're having dinner with them. Um, we also said um, I had to look at every text, email. They were not allowed to text just anybody either, you know. So they would not delete anything until I had checked it. Um, I can uh, For video games and stuff, we always had the rules. You have to have. Boundaries with especially with guys and video games I feel like so he was not allowed really to play video games on weekdays on weekends It was very limited what he was allowed to do Um, And also like there even the world has like the ratings So your child really has no business playing a game that is not rated for them even by worldly standards you know so Um, They were not allowed to do that, and we heard so many times, so-and-so can do it, and we were like, you know what? Their parents are raising them however they want to, but we feel like this is what God has called us to do with you. So you are not going to be popular, and they're going to get upset, but you have to have boundaries with your children and technology.
2: Yep, there's a place to say that's how they do it. You're stuck with us. We didn't love Michael either. Uh, Michael loved video games growing up, and he played them limited. We watched his time on that. Uh, We didn't let him play games where he shot people. At a certain point in his life, he made his own decisions. And what he does now, I don't know. But uh, we just didn't... uh, There's a desensitization to the loss of human life by virtually murdering five people before you go to breakfast. You know what I mean? I mean, I just think there's a... I think that's a real problem in our culture today. That's my you. soapbox on that. Okay. Um, what also, you ought to add to that contract as well. At a certain age, they come off your cell phone plan. <laughs> <laughs> we did not do that, and we're still all one big happy family. <laughs> as far as Verizon knows, we're all still together.
1: <laughs> also, and then Also, be very vigilant and diligent. Don't push the easy button and just give them the phone. Be aware of what they're looking at be aware of what they're playing what they're watching on YouTube you have to be vigilant
2: my biggest I'm gonna ask myself a question here because oh. uh, I can uh, nobody stop gonna stop uh, you. <laughs> my biggest regret in parenting I thought about it because I thought you may ask me that my biggest regret is many times not being present although I was physically present I wasn't in the room mentally I wasn't fully engaged with what was going on around me. And, and I think that, even outside of parenting, that is epidemic in our society, and I still struggle with that. How to be present in this moment, because those moments are gonna pass, and if you weren't there, you just missed something. Yeah. And so um, that's my biggest regret. I went to the kids' programs or sports. I was always there, but there'd be a time, there were several times before one of their events that i might get a call and somebody's mad at me and that whole event i'm checked out thinking about how i'm going to deal with this and i missed some moments i really
0: did and that's a regret i have sounds like being present and being aware whether it's technology or any other aspect of parenting making sure that you're present and aware and in the moment and taking advantage of those times i think that's good yeah um, you know, as our as our kids get older, uh, their friendships and who they become friends with become such, such an important part of their lives. And they're go- those friends are going to influence them one way or the other. Uh, how would you encourage parents to address the issue if they see that their kids are starting to hang out with a crowd that is negatively influencing them? How should they address that without driving our kids further into that relationship with that negative influence?
1: I think that starts even when they're young, because I don't Think We think about stuff like that when they're young, but you are their first teachers, and you're here to protect and to raise your children in the way that God has led you. And there are many times, even when they're young, that you can see um, influences that are not great for them. And I think as parents, we do not have to be afraid to separate our children from other children to say, you know what? You are not allowed to hang out with them when they're young. That's easy to do. You can control who they're hanging out with. it. But I think it starts then. You have to start, even then, realizing, like, hey, maybe this is not the best influence. You, I don't like the direction that this is going. And you can separate them. You know, do not be ashamed to do that. You are here to protect your children. And as they grow older, I think, you know, you having that relationship with your child, that you, they can know that they can come to you. One thing my mom always told me was, like, to never act shocked with my children when they told me stuff. Um, and I never realized how important that was until the first time they told me something and I was like, <gasps> but I, inside I was dying. But you know, to them it was like, okay, let me be curious. Let me ask you questions. What's going on? Tell me about this. Because the minute you act shocked, they feel like, oh, I cannot go to them anymore because this upsets them or they are going to fly off the handle or th- all these things. So you, you are there... Regardless of how you're feeling in that moment, you are there once again to be their teacher, to guide them, to give them wisdom. And I believe if you can keep that relationship with your child as they're older and they have friendships that you don't love because, believe me, it happens, or relationships that you know are not the best for them, you can still be that parent that they can come to, they can tell you things, they can feel safe with you, and just pray Prayer does so, does everything. Just pray, pray, pray. And, you know, I think God will honor that prayer and also just, you know, your children will see, like, you know what? I can still, I can listen to her because she is my, my safe place. She is the person that I can come to and tell her anything and she will love me and she will lead me. So, just, I think, I hope I answered that.
2: <laughs> and it changes. Again, there's a, as, you, as they're young, you very well, you have so much more control when they're little and they don't have a car or a phone or anything else, right. and, and I think that's important. When they're young, you do control what they see, what they hear, and who they hang out with. And make no apologies for that. That's your role as a parent. So if they're around uh, other influences that are negative when they're little kids, get them away from that. Don't be afraid to take a strong role as a parent, you know. Uh, we, we did things like this. We, we reached a point, you know, kids would always, can I go spend the night at this person's house or have them spend the night at our house? We did that growing up. Kids did that. There was a certain point with our children that we said, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, you're going to sleep under our roof at night, every night, because there's so much going on out there that you have no idea, you don't have any idea or no control over what may happen to them, what they could watch, who might be in their presence, all that kind of stuff. And we knew so many people and were so visible as well. We just kind of said, nope, you're not doing that anymore. Um, you're spending the night with us. Again, that's what we did. That's not a law of God for anybody, right. but that's what we did. It's good. And we were over the top sometimes. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. We were over the top sometimes with our kids. There are a few things that I might have backed off on. I can't name one right now, but uh, <laughs> there probably were some that if we had it to do over, sure, there are things we would do differently. But this is what we did good
0: You have mentioned throughout this series about the wonderful blessing that being a parent is mm-hmm. uh, but you've also talked about how difficult the parenting oh, journey is, is. And, and, and that's true today that the parenting journey is extremely is extremely difficult and in, including the culture that we currently live in there's a lot of situations and struggles that our kids face and that parents are having to navigate. So with that with that being said, if a parent finds themselves facing one of those unexpected unplanned, Uh, parenting challenging moments Uh, maybe maybe for instance they're having to deal with a big thing right now is the gender confusion thing that's out there how would you encourage parents to address that uh, with their children to help them stay connected with their faith
2: you certainly can and certainly should address that with your children it's a major issue facing our world today number one don't be afraid to believe what the Bible says and what God says about those issues do not be afraid about that Yeah, there are people out there who will try to cancel you, but that's part of being a Christian. You're going to get canceled. You're going to get persecuted. Not everybody's going to like what you believe. It's okay. Uh, Just uh, We're we're good soldiers of Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid to believe what you believe and what the Bible says about those issues. I firmly believe what the Bible says, male and female, He created them. That's what God did, and that's what He determined. I do believe marriage is between a man and a woman who commit their lives together in holy matrimony, a lifetime commitment. I believe that's God's blessing rests upon that. And not just me, but the Bible and Christians for thousands and thousands of years have held this. So um, a lot of witness to that down throughout the years. So don't be afraid to believe what the Bible says and teach that to your children. Children have to hear this very early in our day because they're going to be confronted with these things at school over and over again. Uh, also, don't panic when your child comes and says, I'm confused about sexuality or maybe about my gender. If a child says that, because they're going to hear a lot of that. When they come home and say, I'm confused, that is not a reason to panic. It's a great parenting moment. It's a great way to, time to teach them something. So don't panic. It's very, very normal. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a professional in this realm, but I've been around a while and I've talked to a lot of parents. It's very normal for children at puberty and even before to get confused about things. Uh, most people in this room have been through puberty. It is a very exciting and confusing time. Amen? Go ahead and say amen. I'm, I thought you were free of that today, but no, you're with me still. It's a very exciting and confusing time, and all kids are going to have questions, especially in the culture we live in. Love them, know what you believe. And teach your faith to your children in those moments. Teach them as well, and I want to say this, teach them as well to have compassion on people who struggle with this. There's some people out there who have serious struggles with sexuality and gender confusion. That is a serious issue, and a lot of people really struggling with this. We don't hate people like that. We have compassion and love for people like that, and so does Jesus, and so should his church. So uh, we're called to be a light in the middle of all this confusion
0: good
1: and remember that you represent Christ to them um, pursue them like God would pursue us love them, love them you know be there for them um, Christ would do would love us he would not let us just lay in our sin there's boundaries of course but I do believe that that we are to represent Christ in those seasons
0: Absolutely that's really good thank you guys for being willing to willing to go there and, and talk about that. Um, You know, we got a variety of different families, uh, different stages in their parenting journey that are connected to Upward, whether in person or online. Um, What would you say uh, to the parents who have already released their arrows, the children are already out of the house, but maybe they feel a little bit guilty because they didn't set the right target early on. What would you say to encourage them today?
2: You can always look back and say, I would have done something different. That's just human experience. Uh, All of us have regrets in parenting. You cannot go back and change what's done. So don't waste your time uh, going over that again and again in your mind. Oh, if I could only go back, you can't go back and, and undo what was done. You made mistakes. Okay. It's never too late to acknowledge those mistakes and to repair any hurt that's there because of them. It's never too late to parent your child. Uh, you know, I had an older gentleman come to me some years ago. We were having a conversation, and he said, I sat down with all my grown children. And I asked them, I said, if, if I have done anything to hurt you or anything as a parent that injured you or wronged you, I ask your forgiveness. He asked wow. all his children that face to face. And I'm telling you, that was really significant to, his, to him and to his family. Um, sometimes you may need to do that. I've always told parents the best thing you can do over and over again, apologize to your children when they're wrong. Be authentic. Be who you are. But when you make a mistake, apologize. Ask their forgiveness. It's good.
1: I believe, like he does, like it is never too late. You know, if you made mistakes, we all have. If you did not have a relationship with Christ when you were raising them, and now you do, it's okay. Just live your life in such a way that they can see that they can see Christ through you, um, and love them. You know, just be there. Once again, be there for them.
0: Guys, this has been a tremendous conversation, and I really hope this has been as helpful to you as it has been, as it has been to me. And as we get ready to close, I got one final question uh, for each of you. Uh, and the question is this, uh, come to you individually. Pastor, um, what would you say um, to all the dads in the room that are watching online right now? What is one thing, if you can leave them with one thing, what is one thing you want them to remember?
2: Uh, don't be afraid to be a godly man. Uh, this world needs godly men. Uh, don't be afraid of it. Masculinity is under attack. You know, uh, godly masculinity is needed so much in our world today. Men need to step up the role God's called them to. Don't be afraid. Stand up, and do it. Stand up, live it. Live for Jesus as a man. Let your children see that. Really need it. So I encourage you. We're all in this together.
0: Alexa?
1: Moms, I would tell you to stop comparing yourselves. You know, I did this. I struggle. I still do. I struggled with this so much, and I think as women, we do. Um, nobody does it perfect. Nobody has it all together. Those moms that you're seeing on Instagram, or you know, wherever you are seeing them, those you see like little pieces of their lives. You don't see their whole life. You don't know what their struggles are. They may be struggling with the same things you are struggling. So stop it stop comparing yourselves God created you and he put your children with you because he knew that you had what it took to raise those kids for him so yes you know educate yourself read books um, get ideas from others that's that's okay but don't compare yourselves because all that that does is make you feel inadequate as a parent inadequate as a woman as a mom so just stop it no Without a doubt, that God called you to be the mom of those children. He didn't call them to be their mom. So he has given you exactly what you need and when you need it. So seek wisdom from him and help ask him to help you develop those things that he wants to. Um, you have what it takes.
0: Amen. And we're thankful that God called you guys to be our par- uh, be our parents. <laughs> <What>? Spiritual parents. <laughs> being our pastors. church i'm gonna ask if you will to stand uh where you're at as we get ready to uh, close out this part of the service i'm gonna ask pastor and alexa uh to pray over our families and speak a word over us today so guys go ahead
1: so like i told you in everything in my life as a parent i always was constantly asking god for wisdom because i know that he has promised to give us that so it says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him.
2: Lord, we just speak your blessing over this congregation, the blessing of wisdom, the blessing before that of humility, to understand that we don't always have the answers, we don't always know exactly what to do, but in those moments that we don't know what to do and we question our path, Lord, I bless this congregation with the ability to look upward to look to heaven and get wisdom from above. In Jesus'
0: name, amen.
2: Amen. One more time, would you let this amazing couple know how much you appreciate them, love them.